podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. We're very lucky to have with us today Dr. Cooper Lawrence. She's a psychologist and a radio host and an author of the book Celebritocracy. I'm not sure how to pronounce that word. Did you make that word up? But I did. Yeah, I totally made that word up. So I don't expect you to pronounce it correctly because it's a totally made up word. You did well. Her subtitle, I can definitely read and pronounce the misguided agenda of celebrity politics in a postmodern democracy. So Cooper, thank you so much for being with us. So it's a celebrity endorsement, a good thing or a bad uh, it's not a thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a no thing. I mean, there's, I, you know, I have to say like as a psychologist, especially somebody that my background is in research, gotta go with the science and the science just doesn't support that celebrity endorsements have an impact on people's who they're going to vote for. It does have an impact on whether they're going to vote or not. Um, we saw this year, a good example, Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. you know, got out there and just said, go vote. And, you know, all these new voters, you know, presumably her, her I mean, I'm a Swifty, I have to say, but most of her <laughs> followers are very young and they mm-hmm. hadn't registered. So mm-hmm. she was able to get 62,000 people to register wow. in one day, you know, Kylie Jenner did the same thing with like one thirst trap picture of her in a bikini. Interesting. And but so they don't exactly um, encourage people to vote for a certain candidate. Uh-huh. They just encourage them to vote and to register. So um, you were saying that it's more go vote than picking a celeb. I mean, picking a candidate or not. And as you mentioned that, I was thinking back to my news feeds on my social media accounts. And definitely most of the celebrities now are pushing for people to go vote more than anything. But many times it's very clear what their point of view is as well. So that's kind of mixed. It's kind of a message that's put together vote and you know who I support. That's a little bit. um, It doesn't matter, though. That doesn't matter because the thing that makes somebody vote is not whether Taylor Swift is going to vote for them or not. What makes them vote is if the candidate is going to be supporting things that they believe in, things that matter to them. And they get most of that information from their friends and from their family. People they have full on conversations with of. So what does voting mean? Uh, You know, I really care about uh, maybe somebody's from a very conservative home and they really care about abortion. So who's the candidate that's going to make sure? that, you know, those laws are protected. So everybody has their different platforms and they get that information not from celebrities because celebrities don't have full-on conversations with us. They just come out and they make a statement. You Mm -hmm. know, it's your friends and your family that have the real impact. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and that's that's where I was kind of going that question was that I could see what you're saying about celebrities, but I wonder if that's also true about issues. And my point would be there, like just as a celebrity might convince you to go register to vote, so it's an action, it's possible a celebrity endorsement might help you understand an issue better, which is different than choosing a candidate. Have you Did you study the mm. difference between celebrity endorsements of particular issues or platforms mm. versus candidates per se? Um, no, we haven't studied that. And that would be a very interesting area of research. And, and what's interesting is that unfortunately in the area of study that I am, which is um, celebrities and uh, political knowledge and political behaviors, that's what literally my PhD was in. Um, we don't have a lot of research because we don't, we don't have, um, 
you know, we don't have access to celebrities, for example, you know, to talk to them about what what their, you know, what their platforms are and why they're trying to get people to vote. So we do have access to students, obviously, and to a younger generation. And what we find over and over is that they have what um, is referred to as like uh, the third party effect, which means mm. like, I don't, I would never listen to a celebrity, but my friends would. Mm-hmm. Or I think a lot of people listen to celebrity. I would never listen to a celebrity, not in a million mm-hmm. years. But me and my immediate <laughs> friends would never do it. Mm-hmm. So it's the it's this perception that other people are more likely to mm-hmm. listen to a celebrity talk about um, criminal justice reform rather than me. Like I'm going to vote for who I'm going to vote for. So mm-hmm. that that is actually. Uh, kind of a bias when it comes to studying, when it comes to research, because you're the person will say, no, the celebrity doesn't influence me. But then when you ask them, well, does it influence other people? Oh, yeah, yeah. They influence everybody else but me. Mm-hmm. So That's it's, you know, how accurate is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Cooper, because I think, you know, to build on what Barbara is saying, I want to get I just saw and I don't know if you saw this, Barbara, but I just watched this Netflix show called The Social Dilemma. And the big argument was being made that, you know, all the social media stuff, we're, we're basically getting more and more confined, whether it be through algorithmic uh, things that are showing us information based on what we've done in the past or whatever, that we're sort of we're sort of rescinding Cooper into these echo chambers. And I'm wondering, does your, has your research picked up on any kind of amplification of how this might affect how I might react to a celebrity being involved as part of that political ideology. Do you have some thoughts on that? Yeah, I have. And there's been some big studies coming out of San Diego, specifically looking at um, the emerging adult or the millennial and and, uh, Gen Z population and how social media is affecting everything about them, their decision-making, their mood, their, how celebrities are affecting and, you know, what, what they're, what we're finding over and over and what they found in San Diego, um, was, and this is a large scale study of like 1.3 million kids. Um, what they found is that, um, it leads to higher levels of depression and higher levels of, um, like anxiety and depression are the two main feelings that seem to be coming out of this glut of social media. And that a lot of the behaviors that they're seeing is, are, are affected by these mood disorders. Um, specifically, if you think about like, you know, a celebrity's life, it's, it's not aspirational anymore. It feels really oppressive for a lot of kids. Be, and what they don't realize because they're so young is that people don't put their worst day on social media. They put their best day on social media. So when you do a comparison to your life, it's like, well, I'm having a terrible day. Everything's terrible in my life. But look at all these celebrities where everything's always great. And you feel like you can never live up to those standards. Mm-hmm. And then you have friends that are idolizing those people. And you feel like, well, I'm the odd man out here. I mean, I really like Kim Kardashian, but I don't see her as a role model. I'll never live up to those standards. And yet my friends seem to love her. What's wrong with me? So it's only making this generation more depressed um, and more anxious and less hopeful. So I'm very obviously interested to see how that affects voting behaviors because that's my area of research. Um, but it, we are seeing a correlation a hundred percent. Like this is a, a really, really sad, awful, you should, you know, um, Jean Twenge does a lot of work in this area and she has a couple of books out called iGen about this, this population that are fascinating reads. You know, have you, have you, in your research, have you come across particular celebrities uh, besides LeBron and some others, but maybe that would be surprising exemplars or, or that stand out to you as like, this is the real right, right way to do this. 
or this is the real sort of wrong way to do this? Are there, are there some examples that you could talk about as well? Yeah, I think bringing up the sports figures is really clever because I think they are untouchable in a lot of ways because they're um, so study after study shows. I mean, this is also boys versus girls. It's not that girls aren't influenced by sports figures, just that boys tend to be influenced more by them because that is more of an aspirational um, quality. And also there's something about sports figures that are very uh, that are a little more relatable than like a pop star. You know, so I think that's a good example. Um, But what the studies show is that it has to do with how likely the brand that they're um, that they're selling, or the or the aspect of like whatever um, I guess brand they've aligned themselves with, has to really have a lot to do with their image. Mm-hmm. Um, a famous case was like um, Tiger Woods when he aligned himself with Buick. Mm-hmm. You know that those were that was one of the worst pairings ever. Buick did not do well at all because nobody believed in a million years Tiger Woods would ever drive a Buick. <laughs> You know, so I think so the brand actually has to um, coincide with who the celebrity is. That's why sneakers make the most sense. You know, Air Jordans, obviously, because they use them to play the game and that just makes perfect sense. So I think um, choosing the brand that you're going to align yourself with when you're in a, a a sports figure, super important. Um, but then afterwards, the downside is like, you, you better make sure that you stay on uh, on everyone's good side. I mean, Lance Armstrong is a great example. Lance Armstrong's charity, when he was at, at his peak, um, his charity, Livestrong, was making, I think it was worth at one point, like $25 million a year. After his scandal, right now, today, it's worth $1.7 million. Mm-hmm. And the problem is they're still doing the same work. They're still trying to help people with cancer. Mm-hmm. So they've aligned themselves with Lance Armstrong. And now after what happened to him, after he lied and doped and got, you know, got stripped mm-hmm. of all of his wins, the, the charity is suffering. They haven't changed. Mm-hmm. So I think it really matters who sports stars uh, align themselves with and that they keep their noses clean, both things that are super important. Um, as far as a good example, I always use the example of John Bon Jovi. I just think... Ah! Thank you very much. Can I just say, I love this man. I mean, I just, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, you should be, you know, and you, and I became a bigger fan the more I researched him and, and studied him because so a good example after Katrina, um, Oprah Winfrey and Brad Pitt and John Bon Jovi all had the same feeling. You know, we looked to celebrities like save us. This horrible thing happened. Help us. Well, Oprah started Angel Lane and uh, Brad Pitt started the Make It Right Foundation. John Bon Jovi did Bon Jovi Boulevard. To this day, the only one that's still around is Bon Jovi Boulevard Mm. because he stayed involved with everything. Oprah showed up and did her, you get a house, you get a house. And they went back to her Oprah life. Same thing with Brad Pitt. Like he was Uh like, he, he showed up, he put his name on something and they went back to shooting movies, Mm -hmm. not John Bon Jovi. Mm -hmm. Not only did he stay involved, but he kept coming back every year and saying, Oh, you guys need a park. Okay. Let me build you a park. Oh, the roofs are caving in. Let me get you some, some better roofing here. And he really stayed on it. So between that and his restaurant in Red Hook, New Jersey, Mm -hmm. he really shows that he is, he's not just somebody who's charitable. He's physically involved. He Mm -hmm. stays involved. And I, to me, he's the best example. I think every celebrity should be John Bon Jovi. So, you know, Cooper, thank you so much for joining us today. You not only do interesting research yourself, you seem to know the area pretty well. Thank you very much. And if people want to know more about your research, where should they go? Uh, To cooperlawrence.com. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.